You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Everybody, welcome back into the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast brought to you by athleticgreens.com, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and a whole other bunch of good things to start your day right. And betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. Uh, So for this uh, episode, it's um, been a little bit. I think the last time we talked was previewing the Giants game. I haven't really gone over the Giants game. Um, I'll get into the reasons for that in a little bit. But uh, a couple of newsworthy things to start. Um, We'll start with uh, Malcolm Butler and to a lesser extent much lesser extent, Juwan Williams being placed on injured reserve. You know, as far as Butler goes, with Juwan Williams, you know, we knew that was going to be the case one way or the other. Um, He was not long for this team. He did not play well in the Giants game. And, uh, you know, as far as Butler goes, he's a guy who we're still waiting to see what exactly was going to go on with him. And, this roster, um, I would say he was a fringe guy, certainly in the mix. But you look at the decision to move Jonathan Jones to outside cornerback from the slot position to outside cornerback, that should have told you, me, everyone, that the Patriots weren't exactly enamored with what they had outside of Jalen Mills at boundary cornerback. So they moved Jonathan Jones out there, and that just tells you guys like, Malcolm Mitchell, um, Malcolm Butler, Terrence Mitchell, Juwan Williams, Sean Wade, Jack Jones. Those guys weren't exactly lighting the fi- uh, world on fire as far as the Patriots are concerned uh, in the early going of camp. So that, you know, that leads the coaches to be watching film and be like, is this the best we have? Maybe we should try Jonathan Jones out there, even though he hasn't been out on the outside in years in this scheme. Uh, so that I think was the genesis and should give you some insight to how the Patriots see their boundary cornerback position, which is really starting cornerback. Um, so Malcolm Butler and Juwan Williams both went on injured reserve today. Their seasons are over, uh, could be the end of the road for both of them. Um, you know, we don't know. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not both could once they're healthy, However long it takes them, uh, could they be released with an injury settlement? I think that's still a possibility. Um, 
and in that case, they would be able to return to the Patriots at a certain point in time. But anyways, let's not get into that. Right As of right now, those guys are not in the plans for the cornerback. So what's what's left a cornerback for the Patriots? Right now, my pecking order as far as their boundary cornerbacks, uh, Jalen Mills is clear-cut number one for me. Uh, I thought um, he played better than expected last year. I think that he has had an outstanding camp. I think today's practice against the Panthers was sort of his seminal point in terms of just being effective. I think he had like three pass breakups today, including one in the end zone. Just he's very, he's been very impressive. He really has. You got to give him a lot of credit. He has earned that role, which I think is important. I think Belichick was asked today about how important is it to have a number one cornerback. And of course, Belichick gave a Belichick answer, but you know, it matters. I mean, the Patriots, I mean, just look at the Patriots recent history since they went away, went away from the zone defense to more man to man because at certain point in time Belichick realized these quarterbacks are too good you can't just drop into a zone and hope that they're going to throw it to you Um, that's just not the way things work in the NFL anymore and so Belichick starting with the Akib Tlaib trade uh, started to change you could even say maybe the Lee Bodden signing even before that even though Bodden wasn't the world's greatest man corner. He was still a good cornerback. Um, Belichick started to move in that direction. So it was a keep to who they got on the cheap uh, out of chances in Tampa Bay. Uh, he had a good season cashed in Patriots. Didn't want to pay it or at least not without certain stipulations to make sure he stayed in line, which was always a question with him. So they passed on him. Then they bring in Darrell Rivas, who was, Uh, basically looking for a one-year mercenary contract to sort of regain his name and then sign elsewhere, which is exactly what he did. Uh, Then it was Stephon Gilmore, who no one – everyone knew he was a good player. No one really thought of him as a top cornerback. And then all of a sudden, Belichick makes a big splash, got him for, you know, a good price, paid him a lot of money. But Belichick wisely, very shrewd move move on his part, we're certainly pointing out the moves that – uh, he doesn't make that are very good. So you got to tip your cap and say he gave Stefan Gilmore the money that <clears throat> maybe in that moment he wasn't worth, but he eventually was worth it. And in fact, Stefan Gilmore wanted a lot more money, which is what led him to be gone. And then J.C. Jackson, they had in the waiting. He was there. Patriots didn't view him as a top cornerback because they didn't want to pay the freight. And so he was gone, and now they're left with what they have, which is, you know, Jalen Mills. Um, So back to the pecking order. I have it as Jalen Mills, Jonathan Jones, since he's been basically moved there permanently. Terrence Mitchell would be my number three guy, even though I'm not enamored with him. Um, Jack Jones, the rookie, has had his moments, uh, gets his – gets his hands on some balls, uh, jumped a couple routes the other night against the Giants that he's going to start getting. And then Sean Wade is an inside-outside guy, but I put him um, with the boundary group. And sometimes I thought he played really well against the Giants and not so good in the practices. So we'll have to see what that means. At the slot, you have Miles Bryant, veterans sort of do everything very smart. Marcus Jones, the rookie who's coming on strong, who I think they're kind of battling out for the slot position. And then you have Wade there at number three. Um, So that's sort of the news on 
Malcolm Butler in the cornerback position. Now let's get into the Panthers practice. Today, the Patriots welcome the Panthers in uh, for the first of two joint practices. We'll have to see how hard they go tomorrow. Uh, they went pretty hard today. Uh, a couple things on the uh, injury front. Isaiah Wynn still out. Yadni Kajust at right tackle. We did actually see Wynn today. He was on the rehab field doing some running. So perhaps he's going to be back very soon. That would be good. Dalton Keene still uh, not out there. Uh, Justin Huron out. Bill Murray hurt in the game. And uh, then you have the big injury. Uh, Hunter Henry, the tight end, left practice. I saw him leave with a trainer. Hard to assess exactly what the injury was. I didn't see it happen. I don't know when it happened. Uh, I, I want to say the way he was moving, it wasn't all that serious. He walked off under his own power. If I had to guess, it might be something in the hands because he had his gloves off, but that he could have taken those off before that. I don't know. I'm just guessing because, you know, you mentioned on Twitter that a fact like Hunter Henry left practice and everyone's like, well, then not, not very much details, Greg. Like, you know, what else? What else can you tell us? I, look, I'm, I'm 200 yards away looking through binoculars and I see a guy and I can't. And there are with two teams on the field. There are now 180 players on the field plus staff. Like there's a lot of crap going on and I can't keep track of everything. But I did notice Hunter Henry being looked at and then he left the field. That's huge. We all know that. He's the, by far their best tight end. Um, as far as practice. Sort of the headlines there. Why don't we get to there after I tell you about Athletic Greens? I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for over a month, and I love it. doesn't taste like it's super healthy. I know you hear green juice. You're like, I don't want to do that. I, just, I was just with my in-laws this weekend. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law wanted to try it. I had him try it. She's not a big fan of green drinks. She was like, oh, I'm not going to like it. And guess what? She said, you know what? It was pretty good. You know, I didn't steer him wrong. I had one of my little trusty travel packs with me. Actually, I had a bunch of them. Uh, so everybody tried it. Everybody liked it. It's It's got a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Hey, maybe that's part of the reason people see me now. They're like, oh my God, you look so much younger. Not only was it the weight loss, but also AG1. I take it first thing in the morning and now it's part of my morning routine and I'd be lost without it. Love that it contains less than one gram of sugar. Huge for you Keto, paleo guys like me, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. That's B-E-D-A-R-D, not B-E-D-A-H-D, like some of you guys print a Bedard. Uh, again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Okay, so back to the Panthers practice. This is the first time we have seen the Patriots starters do anything in eight days. So it was going to be very interesting to see what they did, especially on the offensive side of the ball, where they absolutely factually, without discussion, have struggled offensively in camp to this point. How was it today? It was much better. Uh, It was certainly a step forward to them. They looked uh, competent at times. Um, Look, the bottom line is, was it better? Yes. Was it a ton better? Are they great? Are they the 84 San Francisco 49ers now? No. There's still a long ways to go. The blocking still has issues. uh, And there are a few other issues that we're going to get into. But they moved the ball. And they made plays down the field. A couple of 50-50 balls to Devontae Parker. Um, You know, it was good to see. They looked competent. I really liked. You did see they did do some of their wide zone stuff, outside zone. The running wasn't all that effective. I had them. They ran the ball six times and four of them got stuffed. You'll be like, oh, geez, Bedard, you know, boy. That's not good. No, it's not good. But uh, I wouldn't say those runs were train wrecks. And and plus, we're judging it from very far away. Hard to tell when the end of plays are. They could have been successful. I'm just going with what I saw. Uh, but probably the most encouraging thing was they were able to execute the play action you know, they'd run it, then they do sort of a play action, boot action off of that, and they hit on those. So that was good. In the middle of the field, there were much more plays from 10 to 15 yards, probably more today than there were in the previous week combined. Uh, so that was encouraging. Uh, as far as the stats, uh, I had the Patriots first team offense ran 39 plays in team situations. Jones completed 21 of 35 passes with an interception. More on that in a minute. And most were less than 10 yard variety. He was sacked five times and, and the blocking was worse in the running game. As I told you, um, we'll get into Mac Jones in a second. Um, So it was a good day for the Patriots offense. I thought it was an outstanding day for the Patriots defense. Uh, They were swarming all over the place. Yes, Christian McCaffrey had a few plays on them. Baker Mayfield made a couple plays down the field. But by and large, the Patriots defense dominated them. Now, one thing I want to say about this, and I don't know what to make of it. I'm just telling you that this is what went on. I don't know how to judge it. I don't know what kind of curve to give it. It's factually correct to say that the Patriots pressured the ever-living crap out of the Carolina Panthers. Um, Whether it was just their looks and dropping back or sending people, they were very aggressive on defense. Carolina has a young offensive line. They have the quarterback competition going on. Not usually a good mix. And so it's not a surprise that the Patriots, which by and large, they're a veteran group uh, on all three levels, uh, you know, dictated the the day and won the day. And so that's really good. And they absolutely dominated. I don't know what to make of that in the context of the Panthers, their blocking issues, their quarterback issues. And, you know, Baker's only been in Carolina for like a month. Um, it's also factually correct to say that the Panthers hardly ever, I think I counted two blitzes that the Carolina Panthers did and they play a lot of zone 
That's what they've always done. That's what they do. It's much easier to pass against that. You're hoping for pass rush. The Panthers did not have Brian Burns, their best pass, best pass rusher. So what to make of that? I don't know. I'm just giving you facts. You can decipher this how you want. I don't know what to make of it. At the end of the day, the offense was better. The defense was really good. Now, I do also want to point out that when it comes to this pressuring, not pressuring, what have you, a lot of this is dictated among the coaches before they even get there. Belichick touched on it today. He tried to throw us off the scent. But I could tell you, Belichick has these discussions with coaches about preseason games. He did with the Giants, joint practices, and even Belichick admitted the head coaches kind of decide this amongst themselves. They say, well, I want to work on this or I don't want to work on this. So I'm not telling you this happened, but it would not be a surprise if Bill Belichick told Matt Rule, hey, dial back the pressure if you want, if you can, or at least the first day, maybe the second day they throw more pressures in there. We're working on some stuff, not really ready for a whole lot of pressure. That's why we held out our starters against the Giants because we knew the Giants were going to get bring pressure, which they did. We weren't ready for it. You know, give us a day to get our feet under us. If you want to throw more stuff the second day, that's fine. And I could see Matt Rule saying, hey, Bill, I don't care what you do. Throw the kitchen sink at us. I have a quarterback competition going on. I want to turn up the heat. We might not get in the preseason game. So if you want to throw some stuff at us, go nuts, because we need to see what we have at the quarterback position and turn up the heat a little bit on those guys. Not saying any of that happened, but I'm just telling you, these conversations go on all the time. Belichick admitted it, even though you know he didn't come clean or not clean with anything. So those are basically the, the humongous takeaways from, from uh, the practice. Um, we talked about Hunter Henry. We talked about the cornerbacks. Uh, there was the fight. Look, it happens in joint practices. Uh, from my vantage point, it's hard to see everything. Christian Wilkerson caught a pass. The Panthers, I know, up to that point had been very physical, tackled the Patriots to the turf a couple times. The Patriots don't do that stuff. In fact, they barely even practice, uh, which is another topic that we've talked about before. And so they probably didn't like that. It had been eight days since the starters even went full in their own practices in pads. So, you know, I think that got things off to a poor start. The Panthers were talking some trash. They were doing stuff sort of poking at the ball. Well, after the play, I think it irritated the Patriots. And finally, all hell bl- broke loose to the point where teams from the Panthers offense and the Patriots defense from the other side of the field came running over to get involved. Kendrick Bourne is throwing punches and what have you. So um, an unfortunate situation, but it happens. Um, the coaches got the guys together. Last 45 minutes was fine. Um you know, of course, you can read my comprehensive report over at bostonsportsjournal.com. Our members get all this stuff. Uh, a couple of highlights from the one-on-ones. I only watched the Patriots offensive line against the Panthers uh, pass rushers. Uh, tomorrow, I will try to watch the Patriots pass rushers. Um, I thought I had Mike Winu, Trent Brown, and James Ferentz as undefeated. I thought all three were really good. I got to give a shout-out to James Ferentz. He's a guy who, uh, look, I've been all over him, rightfully so. His camps the last couple of years were not good. 
Uh, he didn't belong on this team, and I know some of the coaches uh, didn't think that he belonged on the team. Um, but he stuck because they needed depth, and he's a good, smart guy at, at center for whatever reason it is. And maybe it's because Terry Karras isn't here anymore, and James decided to step it up a little bit. I think he's had a really, really good camp and really sort of rounded into a uh, good, decent interior backup uh, offensive lineman. I think that's um, that's valuable because they don't really have a guy like that. The only other guy they have is Cody Rusi, who has not been good to this point. Um, we'll talk about Cole Strange. I had him as one and two in his one-on-ones. Um, he did beat, beat Derek Brown once, lost to him once. Derek Brown's a legitimate big boy NFL defensive tackle, so that was good to see. Um, I did not think that Cole Strange had a great day overall. Didn't want to say he was bad. I definitely saw him give up a sack in team, uh, completely whiffed, sort of like that play in the Giants game the other night. Uh, BSJ members know because I broke down the play on video. Um, he got help from James Ferentz on that. No help this time. There was a sack. Uh, also got called for holding, which he is prone to do. Could have gotten called for a hold against the Giants. And so that's Cole Strange. Um, overall from the practice, um, guy that I haven't mentioned that I, that I do want to mention, Dietrich Wise. This was really his first practice in team. Uh, I thought he was tremendous. He got a lot of pressure, um, helped against the run, did a really good job. Uh, in the down category, all right, well, I want to talk about Mac Jones for a second because, yes, the offense was better today. I had him for completing about 60% of his passes, which is fine, but there's a couple of things I want to point out. There were a few times today where Mac couldn't get his legs into the throw, and it's something we talked about last year with him. When he can't get into the throw, sometimes the ball loses energy and dies as it gets down the field. I noticed a few of those passes today, a few more than normal. Uh, yes, Devontae Parker caught some 50-50 balls down the field. Sometimes I wonder why they need to be 50-50 balls. Why can't Mac Jones just lay it out there accurately for Devontae Parker to run under? Sometimes it doesn't call for that. I understand that. But I would like to see him be a little bit more effective down the field, especially when he doesn't have a clean pocket. And I think some of his leg issues have to do with the blocking up front that I don't think he's 100% uh, confident in. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a bad day for Mac Jones. I just didn't think it was a very good day. And I thought the, the potential was there for him to be a little bit more pinpoint and he wasn't. And also this is probably a little bit biased on the last play of practice when, uh, they had a minute left, they're driving down, got to have a score. They're on the final play. They're probably on like the eight, seven, eight yard line. I want to say, and, Mac dropped back to pass, probably sacked on the play, but backpedaled, got rid of the ball. Uh, the ball fluttered, poor, poor spiral, short of the goal line, intercepted by the Panthers. And in my mind, if that was a regular season game and that happened, Mac Jones throwing a pass like that where nobody really has a chance from the eight-yard line, I mean, at least – put it up for Devontae Parker to go leap up over everybody and get it. He didn't do that. I thought it was a bad play. If that happened in the regular season, 
he'd be skewered for a week on ESPN and, and Sports Hub and all that stuff, and rightfully so. I, he, I don't think he gave his team a chance to win the game on that play, and I expect more of Mac Jones in that situation. Yes, it was just the practice and there was pressure and blah, 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 but um, you know, I want to see him be a little bit better. Uh, a couple other notes. Uh, Ty Montgomery was used a lot. Um, also, while I'm thinking of it, Johnny Smith, had an end around. He was involved a lot in sort of the Shanahan type passing game. Montgomery seems to be almost like a Hernandez, Cordero Patterson type, where when he's on the field, it allows them to play fast, uh, that he can line up at wide receiver, and then all of a sudden they they make a one word play call, and all of a sudden he's a running back, and they're trying to hit. You know, Patterson. They picked up a lot of junk yards like that when Patterson was here. Uh, Jabril Peppers was on defense for the first time uh, in camp, played mostly traditional strong safety, got his hands on some balls. We'll keep monitoring him. Um, And I think that's about it from practice. After this, we'll talk a little bit about the Giants game. After I talk, talk to you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Um, so the Giants game. A uh, whole lot of nothing burger for me um, in that game. I think that decision not to play the starters, the scheme that they showed on offense was very limited. It was none of the new stuff, none of the stuff that they struggled. Yeah, they scored a touchdown. We, I mean, really it was a 33-yard pass to Christian Wilkerson and then some penalties. Uh, but at least they were functional and looked like a somewhat of a professional football team. Uh, so that was good. Um, uh, you know, the Giants blitzed the crap out of Bailey Zappi, um, which was interesting to see. Um, you know, let's go over my three up and three. Eh, do I want to do that? I don't think I do. Uh, you know, I thought Zappy was okay. I thought he was not good in the first half at all. I thought he was really jittery, showed some inaccuracy issues, not getting the ball out in the right time. Um, you know, I, I wasn't overly enamored with Zappy, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Pierre Strong missed a block for a sack. Um, sort of him and Kevin Harris – who I think had a drop in the game, uh, barely managed anything as far as yards per carry in the game. Not much out of the running backs in this game. Um, Trey Nixon had a couple drops, but you know, obviously had a couple of big back shoulder catches. Uh, I thought Tycon Thornton did a good job for the most part. He did miss a block for stuff at one point. Um, you know, Yadni Kajus got his big moment at left tackle in this game. And while he's had a really strong camp and he deserves the props that myself and Bill Belichick have given him, you saw his shortcomings in this game where 
he had a double team where, you know, he's supposed to double team at the point of attack with Cole Strange and then work up to the second level. And the problem with Kajust is he's fine in one-on-one pass blocking. Uh, he's done a great job of that in camp so far. Uh, does a good job in the drills. But, you know, the NFL games are something different. Like the offensive linemen, you got to make quick decisions in terms of, you know, am I going to block down? How long am I going to block? And And he has struggled at that. And he's not going to be a starting caliber offensive tackle in this league until he can do that. And he had two opportunities where he's supposed to down block, double team, then get to the second level. And both times, whether it was due to alignment or how the defensive tackle moved after the snap, could you kind of all he had to do was put a hand or let the guy go and take himself out of the play and then go to the linebacker. Both times, could was too aggressive on the double team and missed the second level block, and that led to a stuff and I think a two-yard gain. And, you know, that just – that can't happen. Um, I thought Will Sherman did a really good job. The late-round pick from last year um, blocked really well in the running game. Um, Christian Wilkerson had a great game. Little Jordan Humphrey. Um, on defense, I thought – uh, well, Sam Roberts had the most pressures, four and a half. I thought he did a really nice job. It was a departure from what we've seen in practice where he hasn't really shown up at all. I think guys like Anthony Jennings, Carl Davis did an excellent job two-gapping in this game. Uh, Uche was able to get a couple of pressures. I wasn't overly enamored with him in this game. Sean Wade, I thought, had a really nice game at cornerback. LeBron Ray popped a little bit. Jack Jones had a couple plays where he almost undercut him. For a pick six, that's a great sign for him. Um, I do want to point out with Cole Strange that, you know, he did whiff on one pass block. Largely, he was pretty good. Not a high degree of difficulty. The Patriots looked like they wanted to get the ball out in two steps, 1.5 seconds um, each time, which um, even Tony Maserati could block that amount of time in an NFL game. So not a huge degree of difficulty. But I did want to point out there were two pass blocks, and I broke this down on video over at BSJ, where Cole Strange saw the end tackle stunt coming, and he picked up both of them. He saw them coming, identified it, and adjusted. And that, to me, is highly unusual and, and a, for a rookie and a great sign for where he's going in this league. Is he going to get there this year? Or I don't know. Um, but I think down the line, he will. I thought um, you can't, uh, Mac Wilson um, certainly can run and hit. The big question for him, and it has been, it was for him in Cleveland, is can he cover well enough? Can he, can he recognize routes? Can he get into passing lanes? Can he not get sucked up by play action? He had two big issues in this game on back-to-back plays where uh, that was a weakness for him, and he's going to need to overcome that if he's going to stick and be a full-time starter in this league. Um, Cam McGrone, first real NFL action, um, not good at all. He doesn't, he doesn't have any bursts. He doesn't look sure of himself. He looks a little bit lost. Perhaps that gets better in time. I don't know. But, you know, for de- debuts, it was not um, – Good. Who else? So I mentioned McGrone, Mac Wilson, Ronnie Perkins. Got a couple of pressures, but, you know, I got to tell you, and even off of today's practice with the Panthers, 
not overly impressive at all. He needs to get going to earn a spot on this team. Right now, he just looks a fast, like a fast guy who can run around the end. He's got to be better than that. He was not good against the run on the edge against the Giants, and that's always sort of a death knell with the coaching staff, with Bill Belichick. If you can't do that, it's hard to get on the field. And right now, he's like a dime pass rusher for them. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, I think that that'll about do it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you check out athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. And make sure you get over to betonline.ag and use our promo code CLNS50. I appreciate you guys listening. I will be back at some point tomorrow. Can't tell you when to uh, conclude the Panthers practice. And then uh, Nick should be back at some point this week. Uh, so we can sort of uh, recap everything. Uh, I hope you guys are having a good day. Have a good night, and I will see you guys tomorrow.